Cue the music. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. What's happening, Don? What's going on, Cam? West Coast Cam? Oh, you know. Just uh, enjoying this California winter. California winter. I'm over here. It just finally finished up today. It's been raining, it seems like, for 10 days straight. Uh, and someone actually had the audacity to get on the news the other night and say that it's supposed to snow next week. Somebody needs to punch that guy in the throat. I'm sorry about your luck. What luck? Are you kidding me? I'm over here. I'm going to get snow. Hey, you could always come visit. Oh my God! You could join in on the on the garage sessions here. <laughs> Instead of doing it from your office, you could do it in my office, aka my garage. We we wouldn't have to worry about a uh, good old fashioned Skype helping us out for uh, our uh, whole Voice America program. We could just do it right there, right? That's right. I probably have a cold beer in there for you too. That is the one thing that your garage has that my office does not have, and that is a refrigerator with a cold beer. And yes, that was a self-induced plug for someone to please send me a refrigerator that will supply beer for it. Yeah, well, yeah, if somebody wants to do that for my garage, because technically I have to walk out of the garage door into the kitchen to get the beer, but it's only like eight steps. But if anybody wants to help us out on some fridges so I don't have to take those eight steps, I'm a full supporter in that. Absolutely, because we're all about product placement and the branding that goes along with our racers and rental cars radio podcast. Heck yeah, so if Kenmore is out there listening, <laughs> you guys have some fridges laying around, let us know. Right, you know. If or the Maytag co- man. <laughs> if the college universities are uh, clearing out dorm rooms and they've got some dorm fridges to get rid of, I'll take one. And then anyone that is either in the craft beer industry or... Uh, sorry, but Coors Light. Uh, be, by all means, please uh, drop on by uh, Evansville, Indiana, and we will hook you up. That's right. Now we're talking. <laughs> what are we going to talk about this week on this podcast that they're still letting us do? Shocker. Well, I mean, I guess can I know we talked about trade shows and all that stuff, and with it being the winter time, there's all kinds of stuff like that going on. But we get we get the conversation. At least I get at work all the time about B to B. And what is B2B, a.k.a. business to business? And why is that important in any form of motorsports and or marketing in general? You mean to be or not to be, right? Yeah. That's the way I... So, I plan on being. I am a B guy. Uh, For sure, yes. That is something... Hey, I was a C guy in school, so (laughs) I'm striving to still be a B guy. I've never been a guy. Well, I am an A guy, but I never had the A guy type of education. So, I'm the, the only A guy I am is when my wife says, hey, come over here, eh? <laughs> that, that is exactly right. That is for sure the only way to go about doing that. <laughs> Other than that, I was a C's get degrees type of guy. And then, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I'll be one of those guys. I tell my teenage daughters all the time when you go into the offices of doctors and medical professionals, they do not have their GPA or class standing in the lower left-hand corner of their degrees. Preach. The guy that, 
the guy that got a C on his med exam was still called doctor. Heard that. Ah, B to B. It is. Uh, it's that time of year because you hit two things right on there. We talked about trade shows, and it is the off season. And the funny thing about it is, is that I don't know why racers. I shouldn't say racers. Individuals that have more to do in streamlined racing teams, the the guys that grind away Monday through Friday at a regular job, and then they're racing on the weekends. Versus the guys that are actually part of full-fledged professional teams typically have people on their staff that are B2B guys or business development individuals. And then you have guys like us that are down here and we're grinding it away, but yet we still have the expertise in the background to understand that that B2B aspect, that is not just an off-season, wintertime, we're no longer holding on to a steering wheel time frame. You have to be able to understand where business, their customers are going or where they're trying to get their customers from, what their business strategy is. And that's an ongoing process. And it's not just the off season or the trade shows or PRIs or any kind of motor motorsports industry or any industry segment group for that matter. It business to business is a year round process. And most people you tell them that and they go, well, yeah, okay. Business is done all year round. But the business-to-business side of it, it's not typically a one-year process. It could take you up to three years to get a business deal done uh, that's B2B that might may involve, whether it's motorsports or any segment group for that matter. Right. I guess let's, let's start from the beginning. A lot of people might not know what we're talking business-to-business, but okay, what this what are we trying to accomplish here? What is business-to-business, first of all? Business-to-business is... Let's say, for example, I work for Racepack. Don works for dragstersforsale.com. If I'm a product that I want to get in with Don, like I want Don to sell Racepack or whatever, how is he going to entice me to want to have him carry my line or whatever? Or he knows somebody that can double my sales or he needs to be the middleman when it comes to making this deal together. It's it's being the guy or the person or the outlet or the car or the hospitality suite within the race or whatever, morphing all of these things together that in turn you as the racer or the driver would get essentially a percentage or something out of the deal in order for you to race your car. And everybody at the end of the day is very happy. So, you know, race pack would be selling products DragSearchForSale.com is selling the race pack products, which is they're making their money. You're getting a kickback. That's just for easy numbers, 2%, right? Which maybe doesn't sound like a lot, but if Don at DragSearchForSale is selling, I'm just throwing numbers out here, selling millions of dollars worth of race packs, which would be great, by the way. Get on it. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, But if I was getting 2% of 2% of $2 million, that's a decent chunk of change. Oh, for sure. And and so I guess also to go along with that, like you said, we're backing up to the basics of it. What are we talking about? We talked about marketing and motorsports, right? Why do people get involved? Why are there sponsorship deals and so forth? And it's to create sales. So when we bring in a 
business to business approach or business to business marketing, you're looking at it from the standpoint that you're you're cutting out the sponsorship level at the first tier of being uh, an objective. The sponsorship aspect drops down to the bottom of the sheet the, because you're instantly creating the sales. Let's say that I've got company X, just like you said, and I sell industrial products. I s- actually sell a product. Uh, let's say it's a raw material. I sell a raw material to manufacturing companies. Well, I take that raw material. I go into the manufacturing company. I save company Y a percentage in turn, company X gives that back towards the motorsport side because it's already a generated sale. They're writing a check. You use that number, you know, 2 million. Let's do something really easy. Let's just say it's 250,000. 2% of that's five grand. Now, five grand doesn't sound like a lot, but at $250,000, you just created a loyalty process and you just continue that on. And all you're yeah, doing is- Yeah, but that's only for one. So do that for a few and you have a lot of 5,000s. Exactly. You're creating a lot, a lot of Benjamins. And so that's what you're going for. And, and that opens up the doors so many times to companies that atypically are not answering emails. They're not taking phone calls. They're not interested in motorsports from a sponsorship aspect. But when you find the business development guy inside those companies and he is his paycheck is impacted by how much money he makes, his bonuses, and you bring him sales and save them on their fixed costs, and it increases their profit margin at the end of the day, you now have a new best friend, and they're all ears because you're helping them. And that's, we talk about helping in sponsorships, but now you're helping in sales. Right. Well, let, I mean, let's take it to another level. I mean, a lot of people are probably saying like, dude, I... $250,000, like, I don't know anybody that has a business or whatever. Let's hear, let's take another example. Do you know anybody in the trucking company? A lot of people are sponsored by oil companies, right? So if I'm sponsored by an oil company and I know somebody that has a trucking or a fleet, a, a, a tow service, a whatever, right? So they all need oil for their fleet of cars, right? So if you're sponsored by, let's say, Lucas Oil or whatever, and you know a guy that owns a hundred cars that probably changes and they drive around continuously and they need oil for their car, I'm sure you might be able to put something together if you were the middleman and say, hey, why don't you buy all this Lucas Oil from my sponsor over here in X? And, you know, even even if you're not getting money at the beginning, right? Like you're not even, you're not getting the one or two or five or seven percent, whatever percentage kickback on your first gig. You just made your oil sponsor very, very happy. And therefore, you're probably going to end up getting renewed for the next year. And then maybe there could be a more financial commitment. Well, hey, you guys saved us or you guys brought us $20,000 in sales and oil. So I'm going to give you 10 cash as a thank you for the next year and then your trucking fleet or tow yard or whatever they got a pretty darn good deal on the oil they're saving four dollars a quarter whatever they're probably pretty happy saying oh wow man like thanks i appreciate that all the money i saved i'm just gonna put it into your racing for next year 
voila. It's possible. Yeah. Hey, that's those are the types of deals that that people just you know the in you said that you might not be getting your one, your two, your three, or your seven. A lot of times, you know, when I people ask me, I tell them, look, don't try to hit the home run on your first go. Elevate, put your make your deal an elevator deal and make it over a long term. Give me th- give me one percent the first year. Give me two percent the second year. Give me three percent the third year, and make it at the end of the year over all the sales that I bring to you. Not just one deal. Mm-hmm. Let me you know I bring you one million dollars worth of sales. Then hey, that's a pretty good chunk of change. But at the same time, don't be greedy about it and be open minded. And get those deals. Right. A lot of people think that a lot of this stuff is just a onesie twosie thing or whatever. Like a lot of these big pro race, whether you're drifting, racing off road, boats, cars, planes, trains, I don't know, whatever. This stuff has to be <laughs> nurtured. Planes. Yeah. This this stuff has to be nurtured. It's not something that you're just gonna like, oh yeah, like I mean, the idea might pop into your head quickly. But to facilitate all this stuff and, you know, you're talking vendors and you're talking all these things that they probably already have a relationship with said vendor or whatever. And you're trying to get the competing vendor in there to, you know, because it's going to help you. You're going to be messing up a relationship on the on the back end, too. So you got to realize you got to make the deal sweet enough to justify them jumping ship on on their situation aside from what you're even trying to do. And, and that's why I say, I tell people, don't be so greedy up front because there might not be enough meat on the bone on the first go around to make it worth it. Exactly. That, I mean, that's, that's for sure. And, and and I'll hear the one. So, you know, we all have people that we kind of look at, right. And kind of judge or see how they do things. My big one for me personally and professionally that I look and judge off of is the Penske organization. Roger Penske his NASCAR program, his IndyCar program, if you ever sit around and look at him, what's he got right now with Joey Logano? Pennzoil. Mm-hmm. Roger Penske's trucking fleet across the country. How many millions of gallons of oil do you think all of his fleets go through, his car dealerships? I, I mean, it's never ending. Well, and then uh, and what a lot of people don't realize is when you do this kind of stuff, He's going racing, and he's not even spending his own money. So that's the whole point of this game. Like you're making somebody happy, plus not having to spend your own money, and you get to go play and make somewhat of a living or whatever for a lot of other people. And it's just it's the middle money. You know, a lot of people laugh at the middleman, but the middleman is where a lot of money is made. Uh, I mean, look at Roger Penske. Uh, he had his deal with Verizon. I think he still does. Uh, so what do you think uh, his cell phone service of choice and data? The official data provider from- of <laughs> Penske organization. I'm sure he's got a couple phones that he uh, ends up paying the bill on. How about when he when he had his long-term relationship with Miller Coors when it was Miller Lite? Yeah, they he can send some of that over here, just even the product. That'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that too, uh, for sure. But Penske Trucking was the primary trucking company for Miller Coors when they needed rental fleets. 
to deliver beer and product across the country from the corporation level down. Those is all that is is just stupid money that nobody's writing a check for out of their own bank account. Yeah, I get a lot of people. I don't know why, but I get a lot of people asking me like whenever I'm at the races and stuff. It's like they they say, "How do you how do you do this? How do you?" I want to race alcohol drags or I want to race top fuel or whatever. Like, you know, I mean, I always say if I had all the answers, I'd be racing 24 races in top fuel a year. Now I only got to do one this year, but I also got to race alcohol and bracket stuff and a lot of that. But they say, how do you do it? This is how you do it. You figure out these things that you have over somebody else. And that thing that you may have over somebody else is the relationship with said family member who happens to be the president of Purina Dog Food or whatever. You know, do you know somebody in a cardboard manufacturing plant and your other uncle is the shipping manager at whatever? Purina. Petco. Yeah, whatever. And they go through a hell of a lot of boxes. Well, hey, why don't you buy your boxes from my other uncle? And they, again, you know, I, even, I know they, even on small I, levels. I have one of my best friends owns a very large uh, graphics company, you know, vehicle wraps, stickers, does a lot of motorsport stuff. I get them a lot of work when it comes to industry stuff, even if it's not printing on race cars or wrap or whatever, but promotional materials when it comes to hey maybe race pack needs a sticker or dragsters for sale needs a sticker or a lot of stickers or oh i want to make t-shirts for my race team or my company we're having a company picnic and i have five thousand employees and i want them to have an employee shirt day hmm do you know anybody instead of going to the mall and saying hey uh i need to have five thousand shirts made and pay you out probably want to give that cash to somebody you know. For sure. And, and it is. And it's it's all about the little things in life. And and it's important in motorsports. It just in here. So we can talk about something that people, they can go out and research now, right? So if you're in, NAS, if you're in the NASCAR world and you run in that world, you know that Lowe's, right, dropped Jimmy Johnson after their, you know, long, long-term relationship, right? And, the, and so everybody's like, well, what in the world? Why is Lowe's dropping Jimmy? Lowe's went into a streamline process and they are shutting stores down across the country. Well, what did good old Hendrick Motorsports do? Who is a huge General Motors company? They went and got Ally Financial, who is owned by GMAC. Ooh, I wonder what the primary finance company will be if you go into a Hendrick Motorsport dealership or anything that Mr. Hendrick owns across the country. Do you think it may be Ally Financial? Maybe. Possibly. I bet it's in the top three. Or it might be the preferred. Ah, the preferred method. How many times have you heard the preferred method of payment for? The NHRA, the preferred method of whatever for the Formula Drift series or yeah, Monster Energy. Yeah, Monster Energy Supercross prefers to use, I don't know, what? K&N. K&N, yeah. John Deere. I, it, it's, it's all 
business. And, and, you know, we're out here playing and, and that's what we're, this is the entertainment world. That's what we're doing is we're out here competing and it's entertainment. And I know a lot of people don't think sportsmen people are entertaining or whatever, but we kind of are at, at some of the higher levels, but still at the same time, it's still business. Bring your, man, have your relationship, shake hands, kiss babies, do research on the internet, find out what's going on, understand that there is the behind the scenes that makes the four wheels go down the racetrack. Yep. And if it's something that you've thought of that may not work for, let's say your super comp car or your Saturday night dirt tracker, but you have goals and aspirations to go higher and further than your Saturday night racing. And you think, oh, you know, like this might not work for the level that, that I'm doing, but I'm, I'm thinking bigger. Jot that sucker down. Jot that idea down because you never know. Somebody could just walk up to you at an event a week before the event that happened to me and said, hey, can you drive this car for me? I need X amount of dollars and I need it within three days. Then you go back to your little black book and go, shit, <laughs> what do I, what can I do here? That's really what that, that's yeah. really what you do. You say shit. Yeah. And then you go into business mode. <laughs> right then and there. Yeah. You know, the other thing and so you it's funny that you say that Cam about about you know, you want to you have aspirations to go higher than maybe your Saturday night and you have an idea. Right? So there's a little group out there of people that put people together and then pay what they call finders fees basically like a commission check, right? Backdoor, backend uh, financing, if you will. That used to be deals. huge, like in the body industry back in the day. Like if you were bringing in like a rental car contract or something, like all of a sudden there'd be like, oh, so-and-so just got themselves a new set of jet skis. Where'd those come from? Hmm, I don't know. They just got dropped off. There exactly. You go. Finder's fee. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and we're happy to do it when because I mean, there are, there are people out there that have contacts and relationships with people and it's like no big deal, but they can't, they can't capitalize on it. So they take it to somebody who can, and people are more than glad to reward them for, for that relationship. I, I mean, and some, some of them are long-term three or four years that someone's getting a commission check at the end of the year based on the on the sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. Or business ever, to you, business. You ever heard that saying, I got a guy? There Everybody's you go. got a guy. Everybody's got a guy. Yeah. So if you got a guy, let's get you going. Let's get that guy put in touch with some other guy that you have and make some money for that race team. That, for sure. And make make some money for you. Yeah. You you know, you know. Maybe you maybe you're trying to step up your program, but you've got the opportunity. You need the cash flow. You need a little extra cash. There's nothing wrong with that. You just go ahead and cut a deal, and and Bob's your uncle. Dude, trust me, I could always use extra cash. I I could always use a few uncles too. Yeah, yeah, for for sure. Now I and it is and and man, I don't. Maybe we should have talked about the B two B side earlier in the year as people are approaching the trade show. Uh, situation can't give but, away all of our secrets well you know I, I, that's that military thing in me i'm only i'm only trying to uh train the people to take the spot when i fall down there you go there i you gotta go. step up you haven't fallen down yet though have you man i've stumbled a few times we've all stumbled 
but it's how quick we get back up. And man, this time of year, we got to get up quick. Mm Mm-hmm. Because guess what? January is going to be here any second. Yeah. So you just, it's that time of year, Cam. Hopefully folks uh, will start thinking about this sooner or think about it more frequently than what they typically would in their previous pastime. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's hard. I guess the holidays are probably not the time to be dealing with this, considering the fact that most companies, corporate companies, shut down here in a couple of weeks for you know Christmas and all that. And um, but do your homework. Get ready for next year. You know, there's there's a lot of things that we can do on on the back end that people don't realize. Like when you're at home watching American Idol or The Voice or whatever. You guys watch at night, listening to racers, racers and rental cars in your car, hopefully. Um, you can just start thinking of like, I do my best thinking, honestly, when I'm driving, like on the freeway, because that's literally the only time that I most of the time can be by myself and run the 5,000 things going through my head somewhat clearly. So, but yeah, and then I jot down mental notes and write them in my little book and go from there on a different occasion. Oh, yeah. No, you have to uh, you got to always have your wheels spinning, do research every every chance you get about a company or an idea. You you just do the research, find out if it's going to be worthwhile uh, and and move forward. There's so many different opportunities out there. There was this old there was this old school song and they it said <laughs> i don't even remember who it was but it's like back when i was in high school the the theory was the the lyric was when the wheels stop spinning the chrome keeps spinning <laughs> just think I, about that for a second i don't know about all that that sounds like some west coast uh nonsense just saying <laughs> yeah but what i'm saying is like nothing ever stops right if the chrome keeps spinning you're still thinking right yeah there is nothing that ever stops Oh man, you were into spinners. I know you had those spinner hubcaps on. Oh on yeah, oh yeah. yeah I, w- I was the farm boy that had spinners. Not. <laughs> hey, you never, you never thought that I would reference some hip hop song from the the nineties in uh, a podcast episode, but I managed to do it. Yeah, you squeezed that in for sure. Yeah. Absolutely, you I'm sure there's it. some country lyric that references something of that nature but maybe on like a john deere or something which i'm okay with too i'd have to go i don't know that i've ever listened to anything in a country music song and thought that it referenced anything in my business mindset See, you're thinking about this all wrong you're supposed to never stop thinking about your business i'm always thinking about my business but typically when i'm listening to country music i'm drinking beer thinking about how i can get a beer company to be involved (laughs) in racers and rental cars just saying Shameless plug. Um, well, hopefully Voice America will, will take this and they will find out whatever the spinner stops in the Chrome and maybe they decide to use it in a promo, which would probably uh, send us to the bottom 10% of their podcast selection. <laughs> hey, man, whatever works, you know. There's still people listening down there too. Uh, I, I don't know. if we may, I, I st- I'm stammering here because I still can't believe that no one has canned this program yet. Just saying. Hey man, we have voices for radio. We may not look have looks for for movies. That was in my previous life. I gave that up. <laughs> I know I got a face for racing. They put a helmet on it. Absolutely, and a head sock just in case. But anyway, um, 
Thank you guys again for listening to our latest episode of Racers and Rental Cars. Uh, we couldn't do this without uh, Voice America and Race Pack and DragstersForSale.com. Uh, we appreciate uh, you know all the all the feedback we've been getting on on this show. It's been pretty cool. Like I've been, I went to some of the races at the end of the year, and you know people are asking for stickers, and you know they're like, what. What's, what is all this nonsense you guys are talking about? But they, uh, they think it's pretty cool and, and we appreciate uh, the feedback. And, you know, if you got any more, be sure to, uh, to hit us up at racersandrentalcars.com. We interrupt this broadcast to fix Cam's fuck up. The real email address is hate mail at racersandrentalcars.com. And now back to our regular program. You guys got any questions or whatever? Just let us know. We're always happy to reference some sort of, uh, listener comment question or concern on our show and uh yeah go from there don stay warm dude not even funny later see ya 